Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning. Tip, tip of the cap to tip of the tip. Be- cat, just the cat, just cats. Cats, tip. cats, the cats. Tip. Tip of the cap. Terry Wilson. He's gonna throw. Conrad. Touchdown, Kentucky. Touchdown, Kentucky. Victory, Kentucky. Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They, Rubbish. There's buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeed. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable... What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Friday to you. Happy Friday to you. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X. It is Friday, May 13th. TJ Walker, Justin Kalen, and our guy, Nick Roush, who isn't superstitious, but according to his Twitter, looks like you got something delicious. Oh, you're damn right, because I'm starting my weekend with a pit stop at Thornton's. Got me a large hot coffee. And a little little bacon burrito. They had the new steak burritos out this morning, a steak and egg, but I am a little stitious. So I, I, I stuck with the bacon, my, my, my usual go-to. And you know what? It's fantastic. It's awesome. It's amazing. Just like all of our friends on the Thornton's text line, 502-41-1450 is the number. TJ, you're, you're, it's, it's the first Friday before vacation. Are you Are you mailing it in today? Vacation Friday is what we call it around the Walker household. And yes, we have arrived. It is Vacation Friday. Not even a long weekend getaway, folks. Nope. Wow. You heard it right. An actual vacation. Wow. And did, just to be a pessimistic patty, I did look, it looks like we'll have better weather in Louisville next week than what I'm going to. But that's okay. That's all right. Uh, you know, whatever. Um, but it's, it's still vacation. Still vacation, and it's not going to be in the 90s in Florida, so I feel like that's a little bit of a win. There you uh, go. It's going to be like upper 80s and mid-80s, but uh, it's not going to be the 70s that we're leaving behind in Louisville. But no, no, it'll be nice. Be baby's first time getting out of the out of the big city, so so it'll be we're, – we're really looking forward to it. Just got to get through today. Just got to scratch and claw to get there. Will this be the longest – uh, the longest trip you Lucy's been on before? It will be the only trip that she's ever been on. Okay, I, so I just n- not even a weekend getaway. All right, okay. Well, uh, Godspeed, best of luck. Uh, it 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 could go bad. It could go better than expected. You just you, you flip a coin. You never know. Just have uh lots of uh lots of fun activities for her to to play with in between naps, and you'll be all right. You'll make it just fine. Yeah, we we don't the. The ride situation, that's something I was going to bounce some ideas off of you, Mr. Dad, because we've we've never done it before, about a nine-hour drive. And the initial plan was 
either leave after work today and then maybe do a hotel, split up the drive a little bit. The issue with that, though, we feel like we'd need to bring a crib and we're not going to bring a crib. We can so bring a pack and play. I mean, but it, it, I, I get what you're saying, though. Um, and I, I hate to cut you off, but I would say that my suggestion would just be wake up early tomorrow. Yeah, okay. And, well, if you already finished, maybe I'll get to a point and you won't sorry, have to just repeat Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I got, I got, I got anxious. I got overzealous. So that I, I should say the initial plan really would would have been that get up early, leave early, do the bulk of the driving while it's baby sleeping time, and that seems like the most logical and ideal situation. The only thing is we got hosed and didn't get. I think we're the only family in the history of America that didn't get early check in approved. So they were right. like, nope, sorry, no, no early check in for you. And it's like, you can't, we literally can't get you until four o'clock and that's five o'clock Louisville time, mind you. So it's kind of like, all right, well, if we left at three in the morning and we get to Florida 11, you know, we're just going to have a car like just, yeah. And maybe, you know, maybe we could go to the pool and stuff like that. But with a baby, that's not an ideal situation not to have an indoor like a guaranteed indoor space. So I kind of want to avoid just the sitting around at a parking lot figuring out what to do with our lives. So we're kind of leaning towards like an earlier morning, 6 a.m. leave, and then just take our sweet sweet time on the way down there, which right. we kind of planned on anyways. Long stops, let the baby stretch its little baby fat rolls out and whatnot. And and that's the plan. But I'm all ears. I want to hear what you, you – now that you've got the information, what do you think? I, I still am uh, just a big fan in general of – just driving early before everybody's on the road driving at night. Uh, but I, I do think that in this instance, in, in your, you're just, it's just you and Hannah, right? There's no other uh, folks you're meeting down there. No other family members that are also going on this vacation. Every family member is going on this vacation. Every family member has their own get down their plans. Okay. Well, any, cause I, I think if you if you knew that one of your family members had an early check in, then I would maybe I, I would try doing the four a.m. wake up and knock out the first few hours of the drive while baby's sleeping. If not, then honestly, the six a.m. will probably be okay because that that morning nap will kick in right when she starts to get fussy. Uh, maybe, maybe you do one stop like an hour or two in to get uh, a Thornton's breakfast sandwich or something. And then she'll she'll fall asleep after that. Um, but yeah, that 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 that's tough. How do they not? Who ne- who doesn't get an early check in? I feel like that's well, uh totally agree. And the only issue is you're right that that like I like the way your brain is working because you're thinking you've you've gone down all the avenues I would go down or have gone down. And the issue is our whole family staying in the same freaking place, like all sixteen of us. It's gonna be. It's going to be chaotic. There's not another, we don't have another place that we could even go just like Gee, drop our things off. Christ. Oh, I know. So it's going to be, yeah. it's going to be chaos on chaos. So uh, every, it's, it is funny. People have different plans. There is a family that are like my, my sister, I think they're planning on doing the, they've got two kids. So they're like, le- they're definitely leaving at like two or 3 a.m. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're fine. They're, they said they're just going to go to the pool or they'll figure out something to do once they get down there early. My brother, they're going to Birmingham, staying the night. They're getting up early and going to the zoo. And that's going to be their, like, fill up some time on Saturday. And then after Uh, the zoo, they're going to drive to the the remaining four hours or however long it is from that point. 
I'm all right. The thing is, they're it, vacationing in 2022 for somebody that doesn't get to do it all that frequently. It's like the the innovations route. They are, I guess, what they should be, but mm -hmm. not not doing vacations, having these luxuries prior. It's all like so. We have, I guess, there's some company down in Florida where they'll bring a bunch of stuff to your place, like. So they what? could bring, for example, like baby cribs, they could bring pack and plays, they could bring your strollers. They, so that way, instead of having to pack all this stuff in your car, it's waiting for you at the place you're staying wow. when you get there, which is like, you know, that should be a business idea, right? Like mm -hmm. I, what, why hadn't that always been a thing? Maybe it had been the walkers weren't privy to it if it was. So we're using that. So that's part of the issue with like, all right, why don't we leave after work today, drive to Nashville or Birmingham? stay the night and the issue with that is the crib thing and you mentioned bring a pack and play but like we've got one waiting for us already so we feel like uh, dum -dum taking up space in the car yeah. or something that we're not even going to use once we get down there and this brings our buddy Bustin justin scoot and kaylin into the conversation there's got to be hotels where you'd be like hey do you all have a crib that we can like on request or is that not a thing yeah i mean that's been every hotel i've ever worked at that's been a thing yeah we we call them pack and place but yeah yeah that's i mean you can so okay. at one hotel i worked at it was like an additional charge per night to have that and then one of the other hotels i've worked at it was it's just completely free so yeah every hotel should have a pack and play or roll away bed or some sort of situation like that yeah, we couldn't do a roll away. No, today, not for her. A pack I think she could roll away. Uh-huh. <laughs> you got it. You got it. All right. Well, that I figured most hotels did. I, I did not think it was universal, though. I guess maybe I should have, though. And so that maybe brings in the, the mm. leave after work and split up the ride. Splitting up the ride with a young child seems like the play, if possible. Or you're right, maybe leaving in the middle of the night when the kid's sleeping, but Worst case scenario, what if the kid doesn't sleep? That's what we don't know is yeah. what if Lucy is a a really pleasant baby on long rides and is totally content and happy in her car seat. Or what if just like an hour and that thing just has her going absolutely nutty and we got to stop very frequently? I don't know. It'll. We shall find out. I'll be sure to let you all know whenever <laughs> we, we get back, but it'll be nice. Yeah, I, I do appreciate, though, the um... – because I think most this this dilemma you're in, it's very relatable for all parents where you try to think of every possible outcome to make your experience as pleasant as possible because it's a vacation. You know, you want to enjoy it. You don't want to get there and just be like, why did we go through all of this? We could have just stayed at home and, and, and everything would have been fine. Um, because like my uh, one of my nephews in the car he was just uh, a hellion until he could turn around and start seeing things. But when he was rear facing, he would just squeal for the entirety of the car ride. I mean, just a, ah, I mean, a, 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 I mean, just the, what's the most annoying sound in the world for however long he was in the car. So trying to, to avoid situations like that, that that's, that's what we're here for TJ. We're here to help. And then I think, Either way, you either you either go low and slow uh, and take it easy, or you could. I, I do think maybe a, a little three hours on your way to just past Nashville or something might not be the worst idea tonight. So hey, you got options, baby. And either way, you get to take your time because it's vacation. You're in a hurry to go nowhere. TJ, what is vacation the longest trip Lucy's been on? Wanted. 
I can't repeat. I'm just the, kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That was a joke. She has it was not, a joke. Been, she's not been on a trip <laughs> for the love of God. <laughs> I just she's thought been it, to the canal. I just thought it was funny. You said little canal. Lucy's never been out of the big city and then Roush instantly. What's her longest trip? <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was a good one. Scoots. You got me. I, I need, I, got her I, triggered. I'm, I'm a little too riled up on a Friday, but Roush, everything you said, I, I couldn't agree with more. Uh, we're, I've, I've told Hannah, it's like I'm a New England Patriots football coach. Control the things that we can control. Let's just make sure that like we've got we've got too much, and we don't have to worry about not having enough. And then let's also, and, and again, staying with my family. We all love each other very deeply, which allows us to also kind of bicker and nitpick with one another as much as we do. So we there, there's gonna there's gonna be some I think some couples are probably going yes. to yes that's what we need it's yeah. not a good vacation unless it's a little contentious at a certain point so we've tried to have the mindset that it won't not us we will hold firm and we won't and we'll just you know it's a vacation you got to try to have fun with that stuff but no we're excited about it it's as you can definitely tell. <laughs> Well, uh, have fun. We'll be. I, I, I've got some guests lined up to join us next week. Um, should be great. We're also giving away tickets, one-day passes to either Bourbon and Beyond or Louder Than Life. You pick the headliner, cooking up some contests, um, and I'm, I'm going to have at least one podcast day. I'm thinking, uh, I, I'm thinking hump day is going to be a day for the texters, and then maybe Thursday is a day for podcast listeners. So you can tune in on Friday to find out if you want. So there's there's a, there's a lot going on next week. Even though the sports talker is, is going to be out, and you know, e even if there's not a lot of content, uh, me and Bus and Justin Scooting Dingus, we're going to have a, a a grand time here on KRC. That's right. Well, I certainly hope that next week is much more newsworthier for you all than this week was. I, I can't ever yeah. remember a KRC with less substance. And I feel like we had a good week and we had fun and. You know, we hope that the Thornton's text line will drive some conversation today, 502-414-1450. But sheesh, will leash. What, what has changed from Monday? Man, it, we had Derby, you know, I guess we had Derby news to start the week, and then we had some throughout the week. But that would quite literally maybe be it. I yeah. Mean, yeah, the Fiero. I mean, I, I – yeah, there was that. But, like and, – and then we, we've at least been able to – take some nil talk and really hammer it up with some summer radio stuff. But you're right, TJ. There was a point yesterday where I, I, I'm not exaggerating. It was two hours of scrolling, just trying to find anything on the internet to write about. I mean, I got to the point yesterday, I wrote Arch Manning fan fiction. Like, what's the best case scenario for Kentucky that's going to come out at some point when oh things are really slow? Yeah, you're that's not, how... You're not getting that's how back. I, I, exactly. I... <laughs> Some, it was it was desperate times called for desperate measures. We did get a little bit of news yesterday, and there was, a, there was an interesting football recruit I want to discuss. Um, but I think we do have to just lead off the show with, uh, by calling Rich Strike a chicken. Pretty, pretty disappointing development. I was... Kind of nervous this would happen. Just hearing them talk after the race, it, yeah, it didn't sound like we're going out there and we're not done yet, baby. It was more of like I, I'm even in this the 
the the thrill of victory and this rush of emotion it was like a very calculated well we're gonna have to we're gonna have to think things through and talk things over it was like what you you have one of the biggest that one of the biggest upsets in horse racing history and you're not even just gonna ride the wave and have a good time with it i had a feeling this could happen i was hoping it would not but right yeah that was a bummer to read the the one quote that um the trainer eric reed gave eric crawford uh the day after the race when on the backside morning um he said i don't like running quick this will be the first time we've had to do it if this is where it goes but that's why he's been so fresh and getting better each race. We haven't pushed on him. I don't I don't get these horses 10 or 12 in your life. I get one in a lifetime, so I've got to protect him. I'd like to be here in a couple of years and not just a few races and have something go wrong. And that I mean that, it was buried deep in the story, but that really uh, I especially after you win as an 80 to 1 uh your mind goes back to country house when that horse won at 65 to one on a disqualification of maximum security horse retired, never raced again. Uh, I, I, I do think that these, this ownership group is going to ride the wave a little bit more. Um, you know, they're pointing it towards Belmont. We don't, you know, and, and even if it doesn't win at the Belmont, you can still like th this horse I could see having, a, running a little bit to test its waters because even right now a farm would not be paying a premium price just because it's a kentucky derby winner because that's only the second race it's won in its career it would have a decent stud fee but I, I do think they would try to at least run it another time or two i mean these, these owners these aren't people who are used to dealing with it you and as reed said you only get this is a once in a lifetime kind of horse so you want to take advantage of it but i mean Larry Colmas didn't see the horse until the 16th pole of the Kentucky Derby. They take that 16th out in the Preakness. It's a mile and three sixteenths. So I, I just, this whole time, I had a feeling that it wasn't going to run. And if it was, I was not going to bet it. Uh, it I, I, was, I was at least hoping it would run because it had a lot of similarities to uh, the race that Mind That Bird uh, ran. Where big closer, great feel-good story, comes into the Preakness, is the second choice at six to one, but then loses to a Philly, Rachel Alexandra. Secret Oath might end up being the morning line favorite, uh, the Kentucky Oaks winner in the in the Preakness Stakes. So uh, I was I was really looking forward to that angle, to having uh, the Derby winner, the Oaks winner, and then maybe the best horse in the race, Epicenter. Uh, but unfortunately, Rich Strikes uh, Rich Strikes Group is kind of doing what most expected to do and holding off an, until the Belmont. Fingers crossed. And I disagree with that decision just wholeheartedly. Easy for me to say, I understand. But I just dis I disagree with their logic. While I do agree with you that I'm not overly surprised with their decision, I don't agree with the way that they, they got to it, that if we race and it's bad, then we're going to lose stud fees and people are going to realize the Derby was a fluke. Who cares? It'll make the Derby story even all that much better that just for this one random race, this one Saturday in May, the, it was just perfection. Everything, the stars aligned and this horse came and made one of the most impressive runs in horse racing history to win the biggest race of the year for horses. Who cares? It would make it even funnier. Finish dead last for all we care. Crawl across the finish line. We, we don't mind. 
We built a statue out of Barbaro. It never finished the Preakness for what it was worth. So it, it, you're wrong to even do it. And secondly, what if it what if it won for what it was worth? And I agree with you that the Preakness probably wasn't going. It, it, right. Yeah. You know, we don't re- we don't really know. Maybe the source is really coming into its own. Yeah. Yeah. True. Maybe 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 it was a complete fluke. But even if it finished second, third, fourth. Even if it had a good run and then just kind of faded towards the end a little bit, or it made its run a little bit too early and uh, you know just didn't get the timing right in the Preakness like it did in the Derby, I, I still think it could show flashes where people would say, "All right, this is a good horse." That Derby maybe wasn't the best horse in the field, but we can see why we want it now. Why it won it now based on how it's ran in this race. And then worst case, if it happens where you're, you, you, the the Preakness goes horribly. You know, the horse stays healthy, ideally, knock on wood. But the the race goes horribly. Okay, then run the Belmont. Then there's plenty of other good races the remainder of the year. Maybe you can strike gold or rich strike gold one more time. And then, boom, you'd say, hey, it's not a fluke. Look, we won this one and we won this one. Or worst case, and I know this is just a crazy concept to owners nowadays, maybe your horse can have a career in (gasps) – Horse racing for a couple of years. Dun, dun, dun. Because there's right. good stake races that that horse could be entered into where you automatically get a little bit of a kickback in. And then maybe it'll do well in and, and you'll you'll win huge money again. And you stud it when it's four or five or something like that. But I, I just disagree with the whole concept. But what do I know? I don't, I don't right. have a horse racing well, empire. If all, as long as the horse is still taken to the track well when you're breezing them afterwards... I mean, you got to go for the triple crown. You just do, and that that that's that's the part that's that's killer in, in me. And it, I even know of some of the better horse, like the like you can run in the Haskell later on, or you can run them at Saratoga. Like there's there are other really good races that this horse could win a lot of money on. But I, it's still just so disappointing not to see it run in the Preakness. I know NBC. Like they've got to be just. Uh, I, I hate to go all Darren Ravel and like there goes the ratings. But even just like the fun stuff in the lead up to it, I mean they're going to talk about Rich Strike some, but you can't have the same type of buzz leading into the race when that horse isn't in it. You just can't. It's just and 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 it's unfortunate. Um, uh, and it, it's very rare as well. Uh, obviously, you know I mentioned Country House off the top, but before that. You had to go back to 1996 when Grindstone got injured in the Derby and retired right after um, to the last time a horse didn't run in the Preakness. But in the 20, in, in like the modern era, there's only been three horses that won the Derby, didn't race in the Preakness and still raced that year. And that was in 85, Spendabuck, 82, Gato del Sol, and 1959, with Tommy Lee, one of those horses, they had like an owner who just wanted to get a big bonus by racing in New Jersey or something like that. But for the most part, I, I don't think they had the most prolific winning careers afterwards. And it's just like, right, you, you got to run the triple crown. It's a triple crown for Christ's sakes. You only get so many chances. You got to do it. And uh, unfortunately, Rick Strike should get into chicken racing instead of horse racing. Am I right? When it comes to Rick Hey-o. Strike, is, is it right? Is it the stud fees that they're worried about or the reputation of the horse? Or in horse racing, are those one and the same? Uh, they're not mutually exclusive, but 
I think it's more of just the horse will be proven a fraud and it's stud free yes. will go way down. Well, and here's the other thing too, Justin. They might just know. Uh, it's Chris Felica tweeted it out. Tell me you don't have a chance without telling me you think you don't have a chance. They probably just don't think they have a shot at winning. So why don't you wait until you get a race that you might have a chance at winning? And maybe it's one of those things too, Justin, where uh, they know that there's other horses that are better at that distance. But there's some tracks. Well, they'll uh, the Derby has it. They call it the marathon. And they run it once a year, and I forget when it is, what day. But I always love it because it's like a two-mile race, and you just don't see a lot of races like that, period, on the dirt in in, a, in North America where they run that far. Maybe they think this horse is just like, we're going to be just the long-distance champion of North America. We're going to run these races. We're going to try Belmont. We're, we're going to do all the long ones and just stick to that. Maybe that's what they're thinking, but uh, I, I think a big part of it is is just they don't think they can win. So why, why push the horse into a race that they know it's not going to win? Well, the horse is a closer, right? And that's, that's going to be suited much better at Belmont. Yes, yes, I, I would imagine. The Bear did also say, like, the fallacy that, close, that the Belmont's a closer's race. And it's like, well, tell that to the Tappet horses. That I mean, they, they, it was like three and four years a son of Tappet won at the mile and a half distance, quote unquote, closing, stretching it out, whatever you want to call it, running fast at the end is what wins you in that race. So I, I think it should, uh, I, I think it should lend itself to Ritz Strike. But even if it does run in the Belmont, it still might not be the best horse <laughs> in the race. Yeah, I'll believe it runs in the Belmont when I see it. It just seems yeah. like a convenient thing. That's a horse racing. You never want to retire a horse too early you want to keep interest in it blah 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 so i, I don't blame them for saying that they're going to say that it's going to be in the belmont but I'll, I'll believe it when i see it this day in history by the way may 13th 1891 the slowest kentucky derby uh -huh. record ever yep 250 just a hair over 252 what? it was won by <laughs> kingman and it was ridden by Hall of Fame jockey Isaac Burns Murphy. Were they never back to back winner? Were they racing ponies? What's that? <laughs> uh, these were horses. There's only four of them in the Derby this year. And the funny thing about it was all the owners had told their jockeys, like, let these other horses wear out. You just hang back. So all four horses had this mindset <laughs> of just hang back. So it led to the slowest Derby time ever. And that time will. Hold as the slowest derby time ever, oh, unless okay. there's like a natural disaster during right. the race. Like if it's like a Bane situation and he just blows up the the middle the infield in the middle sure. of the race. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it, 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 it was at never, least it was at least at a mile and a half, but still, like, <laughs> uh, that's a good uh, Twitter account follow too. Uh, at High Prairie Farm, he no, uh, not, that's not where I got this. No, I got it. I got it from there. Uh, because he also had a, a couple interesting uh, derby kind of tidbits sprinkled an on this day kind of tweeter, if you will. That's where I caught it. Yep, that's a good piece of history with horse racing. Speaking of horse racing, we're not done with the conversation just yet because it's a it's a conversation that's been around horse racing for many many years, and it always 
resurfaces, and it seems like it resurfaces a lot more lately. There's a reason for that. We'll come back, tell you what that is. We'll give our opinions on that. More text into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. This is Kentucky Roll Call. A big radio. and Justin Kalen. We'll be right back. Roush implying nerds can't have sex, so he's telling us Duke was adopted. Oh, oh man. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call. What a good one. I just Boom. Put him in a coffin. So now he's whoever, dead. whoever that texture is is now my new co-host. Welcome back. Friday edition, Friday the 13th edition of Kentucky Roll Call. Roll Trying to do the Friday the 13th little scary background music noise that they made. I would have appreciated a Friday the 13th theme today, yeah, Justin. That, but, would, that would have been a really good yeah. call. I, I didn't think of that. That's, that's on me. Hey, you can, you can always change it up though, buddy. Uh, now maybe too late in his process. It is mm. way too late. In yeah, the, process. the whole process of <laughs> googling a song, looking it up on YouTube. Hey, it's a process, Roush. All right? right, you don't want to rush it for our buddy, for our buddy Justin. <laughs> welcome back, welcome back. Kentucky roll call goes seven to nine Monday through Friday, nine to eleven. Replay of the show on Big X Sports Radio, ninety six point one on the FM side of things, fourteen fifty on the AM side of things, and if you listen to the podcast. You know it's brought to you by Corn Bread Hemp. You can get the podcast anywhere. Just search for Kentucky Roll Call. You can only get Corn Bread Hemp, though, at cornbreadhemp.com, Nick Roush. Yeah, um, and it's outstanding, all-organic, full-spectrum CBD pro- products. They've got a balm you can rub on your aching knees. Maybe you uh, just want to take a little dropper uh, to help soothe your pains. Uh, or you could try their extra strength gummies to relieve some of that anxiety. Use promo code BIGX at checkout. You'll get 30% off. 30% off. If you haven't tried it, trust the guys at KRC. You won't be disappointed. Promo code BIGX at checkout at cornbreadhemp.com. Uh, TJ, you know what else is uh, May the 13th? What's that? It's uh, the it, it's the it's Our Lady of Fatima. The, have you, do you know about it's it's a this is very Catholic inside baseball, but have you heard the story about Our Lady of uh, Fatima? Uh, I off the top of my head, no. I feel like there's a chance once you tell me it could ring a bell, but I'm I'm intrigued. Yeah, so the reason, like a lot of the big Catholic history stuff, the saints, like they're they're all from medieval times, and it's a lot of stories where you're like, okay, can we believe the? I don't know, but. Uh, Our Lady of Guadalupe has got a fun story, and it's very similar to Our Lady of Fatima, where in Portugal, three shepherd kids saw uh, six different times the apparition of the Blessed Virgin Mary. And it was it was one of those, it, this happened in 1917, so a little over 100 years ago. And it basically, it's it's a it's a fun read because there's a lot of like boy who cried wolf because it's three kids. You know, and they're like, come on, you saw the Virgin Mary. Like, give me a freaking break. Um, and 
And then this, the things that Mary uh, purportedly told them were also controversial, talking about if people don't change their ways, then there's going to be wars. And it kind of, uh, in the middle of the Great War, kind of prophesized a second war. And they were like, no, there, there's no way that would ever happen again. So uh, just, uh, I, it was one of those things in middle school, we watched like an old movie from the 60s about it. And I was like, you know, I, I could still remember just being like, wow, that'd be pretty cool to see Mary uh, one day. But if you just want to take a little, believe it or not, it's it's a it's a fun uh, wormhole to dive down into today as they celebrate. I, I don't know if it's a patron saint or the Saint Day of Our Lady of Fatima, but that's that's what they're celebrating today. Very interesting. Did so? Did the kids make it up? What 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 do we come? What what do we decide? They they ended up. Uh, it took a while. It took uh, until 1930. Whenever young uh, little, uh, I think her name's, uh, she ended up becoming a, a sister. I know that sister Maria, I believe, who was the uh, the oldest of the group that saw her first and had her cousins with her sister Lucia. Um, eventually, they 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 said the Catholics gave their stamp of approval, but it took until the 30s um, for that to happen. Uh, and then she uh, she she published some memoirs on it and uh, didn't reveal the third secret that Mary told her until the 60s. So really kept people waiting around on bated breath uh, to hear what uh, Mary had to say. What was the third secret? That that okay, I haven't got to that part. I don't I don't, I don't know that. You the watched the movie? Yeah, 15 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that didn't stop you from spoiling the Titanic that one time. Oh man, I know what a spoiler! <laughs> didn't see, didn't see it coming. And I think it was uh, Captain her request for the consecration of Russia to her Immaculate Heart. I don't know what that means though. Like that—that's when we get into Catholic mumbo jumbo, and I'm just like, what? wait, the Virgin Mother Mary was talking about the USSR. Yeah, I guess the USSR wasn't around back then, so that's what it was. She was mad. No, the USSR. Oh, 19- yeah, 1917. It was around, right? Or is it right after it? I thought I thought that that was after. It was it, it was near the same time. Let's just say that <laughs> probably right after. I think like nineteen twenties. I thought it was after, but yeah, I thought I thought the USSR was in. I thought even the thirties, but I think you're right. It's the twenties. But uh, yeah, she just wanted to to bring it back nineteen twenty two. So uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm come on, it's we're sparse on details here, but fun story if you. If you're scrolling through work looking for something to write about today yeah, and you want to kill some time. Still stands. It's interesting that the the Virgin Mary was talking about the pre-USSR just a few years before. It is. It's, it's pretty fascinating. All right. What's, uh, it, I don't think it's fascinating. That's certainly a stretch and, and misrepresenting what that word means. But Roush, people are talking about it. And it's, so, it's somewhat interesting, I think, is a better way to phrase it. Do you want to see more time between the Triple Crown horse races? We've had this conversation before. Everybody's talked about this really for decades. Should there be a longer layoff between the Derby, the Preakness, and the Belmont? Right now, it's two weeks between the Preakness, and then you got three weeks in between the Preakness and the Belmont, giving you an extra week for the longer race. Hell to the no. I, I'm glad that we have two recent Triple Crown winners to really stamp this out. Uh, but that guy who owned California Chrome uh, from Dumbass Racing, he was a big dumbass. 
he complained and whined about it. Oh, it's just too hard. Nobody can win it. And then somebody went out and won it twice in four years. So uh, was Bob Baffert maybe cheating with uh, always dreaming? I'm not going to say that. Uh, but you could maybe make the accusations that it takes steroids to win it. I'm not going to do that, though. I'm just going to say that it, the point of it is it's supposed to be a difficult race. And it's supposed to push horses to do things that they're only going to do once in their career. And that's run three races in what? Six weeks, five weeks time. And oh my gosh, moped. What the hell? This is the <laughs> South end sometimes. I mean, that guy, his hair blown through the wind, American flag on it. That was something else. Um, but th th that's, that's what makes the triple crown so special. You can have the, the way the rest of the calendar year works for these big stakes races for three, four and five year olds. They space them out, and you can kind of pick and choose. This is the only time you've got to rush it, and you know what? You should have to. It's, it's There's a big prize on the line. It's very rare for it to happen. It should be difficult, and the only way you can make it more difficult is to keep these time constraints that have been around for almost 100 years. So, no, you should not change the time in between races in the Triple Crown. There you have it. Nope, I think TJ's doing the thing where he's talking with his mic on mute. Yeah. <laughs> I need to correct myself. I was correcting myself when I was muted, so maybe that's just a <laughs> sign that I should never correct myself. But the the Preakness is four, or the Belmont's four weeks after the Preakness. One, two, three. It's three. So, well, it's so the Preakness is the twenty first. So you have the twenty eighth. That's one week. June fourth. That's two weeks. June eleventh. That's three weeks, and then it's June eighteenth, I believe. I thought it was the 11th this year. Oh, hold up. Yeah, yeah you had it wrong. Yeah, it's three, it's it's two weeks between uh, the first two legs, three weeks between the last. Me two. muting myself was myself trying to fix it. When I Googled when is the Belmont, it said June 19th, but now I'm seeing that it says 1867. So <laughs> <laughs> the first uh, Belmont. <laughs> I didn't even say when is the first Belmont. I just said when is the Belmont. And you think it'd, it'd do the most the most up to date one, not the uh, not not the one. I always thought it was two and three, not two and four, but I I figured maybe after the pandemic they added an extra week or did something because uh, people forget about the pandemic year when the Preakness was first and then the Derby and then the Belmont. Is that right? No, because the uh, whole order was wrong. The pandemic was Belmont. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Belmont, Derby, Preakness. Correct. So Belmont was first? I thought Preakness was first. Yeah, because Tis the Law won, and that horse was from New York. And they, they, they didn't have the triple crown time restraints, but they raced it in the big race at Saratoga, which I, I don't know why that name escapes me. But the, they were New York bred, so they wanted to win that big race, and it was ultimately the too quick of a turnaround for it to win the Derby. Um, that was a big storyline. Gotcha. Uh, I agree with you. Everything you said, though, no, stop being babies. We have bred horses to endurance is gone, and having horses that race to seven years, eight years, very few and far between. It seems like. Uh, and now they don't make them where you can have those quick turnarounds anymore, or not as much, Roush. And the issue is you could have a horse maybe that would be durable enough to win the Triple Crown, be at its best stuff or be at better stuff than most horses. But the issue is those horses maybe won't have the top-end speed that they think is going to be needed to win the Derby or win the Preakness. So it's it's hard, but it should be hard. 
And there's a reason why it's only happened twice in our lifetimes, Roush, and twice in a lot of people's lifetimes, as a matter of fact. And uh, it's it should be something special. You should have a special horse to be able to do it. Some luck is even involved in it as well. Uh, yes, that would be do not do it. It'll cheapen Triple Crown winners for the rest of eternity if you mm -hmm. do it. I'm afraid that it's going to happen just because horses are too fragile nowadays, but I hope they don't because we'll look, I, I will at least look at triple crown winners differently and it won't really be fair to them. Maybe they could have done it on the old circumstances. Maybe they couldn't. So let's not take it away and, and find out worst case. What you don't have a triple crown winner, big whoop. And okay. it, oh, basically every other year. Yeah. You go to the next year and some year you'll get an American Pharaoh, just a badass horse that it'll be, even if it's not at a hundred percent rest, it, it'll bring on, more well-rested horses, horses that hadn't ran in 60 days or however long it may be, and it'll beat them because it's a better horse than those horses. And obviously, that's not going to be Shrike Rich. Rich Shrike, we never thought it would be anyways, but I do I do hate that you're not going to at least get that storyline because you're right, Roush. Yeah. If, you get, if you get the Triple Crown on the line, then you bring Epicenter into it, then you bring the Philly Oaks winner, that's always a fun storyline. It was going to be a big race and be big for horse racing which is always good for Louisville, and it's always good for Kentucky when horse racing is more popular, uh, but you won't get that this year, unfortunately. Nope, nope, uh, it's unfortunate. The, the the race I can't think of at Saratoga is the Travers. I don't know why I couldn't remember that. It was bugging me. I never looked it up. Um, so we, we got to the bottom of that. Yeah, where champions go to die, right? Is that the race? Right? Yeah, graveyard of champions, yep, exactly. Yeah. Um, but, hey, we uh, – we we I didn't I didn't make it out to the track last night though. Duke was uh, Duke wanted to play at his water table. He was not leaving it. It was hot yesterday, so I can't blame him. Might might try to make it out Saturday for a little downs after dark uh, action. Uh, but enough horse racing talk. What's uh what let's uh switch gears here, Mister Sports Talker. How about it? Skr skr skr. Did you uh did you watch any NBA playoff action last night? No. Oh, the Sixers, man. I just I love having uh, 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 Doc Rivers just blowing it and have, having having Philadelphia lose at home was perfect because they were booing in the third quarter. I loved it. Heat are back in the conference, Eastern Conference Finals for the second time in three years. Tower Hero, Bam Adebayo, they're back, and it's even better too that they've got Jimmy Butler doing it because I mean he was in Philly and they kind of just let him walk. Uh, Embiid after the game even said as much. He's like, "How did we let him go?" Which just I, I, big old suck it to Philadelphia, you losers. I, I I wish our guy Trevor Kelsey was a fan of everything Philly because he really does embody the spirit of the the loserdom that is the the Philadelphia sports franchises. Wow, shots really coming hot and heavy after Philadelphia, the entire city today. It is fascinating that the Sacramento Kings have been to a conference finals more recently than the philadelphia 76ers wow <laughs> wow hard to, hard to believe scoots yeah no <laughs> doubt about it hey did, but you so you didn't watch the game last night tj james harden had 11 points and did not score in the second half how unbelievable is that zero points in the second half uh, totally believable he's not that great of a basketball a player the old guard of the nba washed up quicker than Enzer, oh. I had a, had a few things that I just didn't feel comfortable saying on radio, <laughs> to be honest with you. Yeah, um, yeah. But, but yeah. like him and Westbrook, that 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 Thunder team that was so awesome. Yeah, Katie, like they're Katie. done. Yeah. They're done. K 
KD's probably got like two or more good years in him, maybe. And Same he's with LeBron, maybe. Yeah. yeah. But it's uh that 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 time is is nearing an end, and now it's uh man, shout out to the Heat though. Winning with that that's why I think it's gonna end up being Heat Bucks, even if the Celtics do force a game seven tonight. Uh just because uh the the way that Drew Holiday played defense, kind of like how they the the way that Heat play as a team, it's it, it really makes the old man in me just smile. Like they're old ISO basketball. This is team basketball. You got to play defense and hard nose. That's how you win basketball games, and that's what that's what the Heat do. And that the Bucks did it the other night to the Celtics in Boston. And um, I don't know. I haven't. Have you seen a line for tonight? I'm curious what that's going to be with the the Bucks getting a chance to close that at home because I actually do think the Celtics could make it go back to Boston. Should oh, be a you good, do. Huh? Should be a good game. Like if it's if it's five, I think I would take the Celtics. The Bucks are given a point and a half. It? Oh, man. That's it. Vegas, Vegas thinking like me. Ooh, huh? I think I'm every game. About that. I, I, was, every, I was hoping the line would be around three and a half. I think every game in this series has been a point and a half that I can recall. Not, it's not factually true. Well, but I mean, they, they the, have been close spreads. At least the last three games have been point and a half spreads, one way or the other. That I do know. Also, not sure if actually true. I'm actually going to fact check you. Just that that, that yeah. bet that I hit. I don't think it was a point and a half, but neither here nor there. It's been close spreads. That has probably been the best series of the playoffs. I think most people would lean towards, but I, I don't know. It's one of the few that's actually had close games. There's been plenty of series that have gone multiple games, but not ones that have had exciting finishes. You also have the Warriors looking to close out the Grizzlies at home tonight avoid a return trip to Memphis. They'll do that. The Warriors will win. Yeah. They're eight-point favorites. But that Celtics buck, I do think we're probably set up for great conference finals. Yeah. Um, whether it's Celtics or Bucks versus the Heat, that'll be fun. But most likely, it'll probably be the Bucks. I think. And then we'll have a game seven for Mavs and Suns, which is pretty fun in its own right. Mm-hmm. But assuming the Suns win, Suns-Warriors, that's going to be amazing. But even if it were Mavs-Warriors, that would be – That'd be solid too. Although Suns Warriors would be a lot more entertaining. But yeah, yeah. Pretty, I think we're pretty locked into good finals if it goes the way I think it will go. Scoots, you could not have been more wrong. Uh, four and a half, four, five, four and a half was the spread of the last game. What? Uh, we did have a one and a half point. Are, the last hey, hold time. on, timeout. Are it these was, the opening uh, spreads though? In Milwaukee. Are these the opening spreads? Uh, it's just. It's it's. I think it's what it's closing at. So mm, maybe that's, that's where you're getting me. No, because last um, last close differently. Last game for sure it was one and a half. I am a hundred percent on that. It's four and a half at Boston, VegasInsider.com. They that's what they do. It's their jobs. Hmm. You betting like live lines potentially scoops? No, I I I'm I mean, maybe I must have bet it at a different time than Patty's a little too hard. I, I must have bet it at a different time than what Nick's showing, but because I definitely bet it at one and a half. Or, I'll, I'll pull it up. Or you're just wrong. I mean, Ooh, that's that, that. that happens Maybe all the time. Happens all the time. <laughs> oh, suck it, Justin. <laughs> it happens all the time to all of us, Scoots. <laughs> to all of us. Um, I don't know why. It's not letting me connect to my DraftKings. But I, when I hit my – trust me, I don't hit many parlays, buddy. So when I did, I knew <laughs> – yeah, or <laughs> – 
All right. Turns so out I didn't. It wasn't the Buck Celtics. So so I was wrong. <laughs> Ra- <laughs> We're all wrong. Roush, when I bet it on Tuesday, it was two and Gosh. a half. It was two and a half. Yeah, suck it, Justin. What a disaster of a radio segment no right kidding. there. But no hey, problem. baby, it's Friday. It's vacation Friday. Uh, let's get a few texts in here on the Thornton's text line before we close oh, out. Please, David Thornton's text line. Number one. A texter says, what the heck, TJ? Whose birthday party? Who has birthday parties at 9 a.m. on a Saturday? LOL. Mine's not at 9 a.m. And if I said that, I misspoke. It's not at 9 a.m. I would much rather it be at 9 a.m. Yeah, I, I think, think that's, that's why he's saying. Like, why yeah. would you hit that idea? Oh, yeah, that would be much better. Just get it out of the way. Boom. Like, hey, wake up. You feed the baby. You feed the kid. Whatever. Go on over to the park or wherever you're going for the birthday party. By 11 o'clock, bada boom, bada bing. Hell, maybe it's like 1130. Lunch is included in the birthday party. At the end of it, then whole afternoon, wide open. Yeah, that, and that's much and, better. And to the textures, like if you don't have kids, texture, you don't realize that if you've got kids, you're awake for two hours at about 9 a.m. The, the the morning's old at that point. So, yeah, that, that would make sense. But I was having this conversation with my mom, too, because somebody's having a, a like a, I don't know if it's a baby shower or a wedding shower on a Saturday, and you're like, Wait, hold up. You don't have those on Saturdays. You have those on Sunday. Like the people got stuff going on on Saturdays. Like my wife does tomorrow. You can come to the Beachmont Festival of Flowers. Cool art show. Uh, you can get you can get flowers. We're gonna get some plants for our garden. A lot of cool stuff out here. Uh, uh, at I think it's Beachmont Baptist Church, the parking lot next to it on Southern Parkway. So it's real nice. Come out and see us tomorrow. We'll be selling stuff. It's a good time. Oh, are you all paying the station for that advertising? <laughs> nope. Not at all. Mm. Take out your suck it and suck it, Dugan. Hey, Dugan, go ahead and knock that off his next check, okay? <laughs> what, what, do we think, what, do we, what do we think that plug was worth right there? No 25 kidding. bucks or so? I'd just say take that bad boy off Roushey's paycheck for the next one. Uh, <laughs> no, that, I've seen the stuff that your wife makes. It's pretty cool. Uh, some would call it a little low grade. I haven't been just given one as a gift, maybe my daughter's birth or my most recent birthday two months ago or whatever it could be. But yeah, it's really good stuff. If you happen to stumble across them, you're going to like what you see out there. She even had a special request recently for an IU one with on. the IU logo and like candy cane stripes on the sleeves. And I was going to send it to Justin, but I also was like, eh, I don't, I don't, she, she's, she's very pregnant. And so she isn't making as many this year. So I'm not going to, I'm not gonna uh, crack the whip and tell her to make a free one for my my buddy Scoot, but it is it was pretty cool though. I'll, Christmas, I'll at least say that. Christmas is coming up, Roush. I'll be here. It is coming up. That's very true. Um, we we have reached the top of the hour though. I do have to touch on some some football recruiting topics, uh, especially some developments around the state of Kentucky. It's uh, I don't know. I, I I'm not I'm not liking what I'm what I'm seeing Whoa. around the Commonwealth. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, things might change in June, but I'm not liking it right now, Mr. Sports Talker. So I I can tell you all that, all about that whenever we come back from our hour break. And on top of that, I look forward to the football discussion. What the heck is going on with the UK basketball assistant coach search? We need to talk about that because some folks are starting to lose their minds on it, but there is some interesting stuff going on. So we'll we'll chat about that in hour number two as well. We'll read all your texts into the Thornton's text line. This is KRC on the Big X, TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. We'll be back for hour two.
Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on 3 961 FM, 1450 AM, TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. Appreciate you listening in. On your Friday, getting you all revved up for the weekend. The week after Derby week, it's tough, but folks, you did it. Remember to pop by at Thornton's, reward yourself with a delicious treat. Maybe you just need to get some gas. Not always a treat, paying these prices. That's why Thornton's going to make you pay less than what you see on the sign when you have the Refresher and Rewards app. Save money each and every time you go to the pump. We love Thornton's. You will as well. Shout out to Kelly Leonardo and Alex Cupper. I want to talk some football, Roush, and I want to hear what you've got to say. Oh, I've got plenty to say. I want to take our direct our attention towards the recruiting ranks uh, briefly. We haven't touched a lot on recruiting because the UK coaching staff, they've been very quiet um, this, this go around. And so most of what we have to find out is directly from the kids and uh, it can be a little bit more difficult prying stuff out of them than it is some of these uh, assistant coaches and sources and all that sort of stuff at times. But um, uh, our our buddy Zach Gagan had a conversation with Dante Reno, who Kentucky is – it's no secret. They've swung and miss, missed on a ton of quarterbacks recruiting from the high school ranks. But this one, th- this might finally be their guy. He's a top 25 – or a top 20 quarterback in the – 2024 class so it'll be a junior a high school junior next fall and essentially we, we've reached a point now where these quarterbacks commit um about this time a year from now so like the spring going into their senior seasons is usually like that's when wolva got pierce clarkson um that, that that's that's usually when you start getting the momentum so he's still a years away from committing or so but liam cohen offered this kid from connecticut last fall and it's, it's really interesting because he's got a lot of connections uh, to Kentucky. Uh, his dad is the head coach for Yale right now. He uh, So he's, he's, he comes from a football family. Um, his family uh, has a second home that I think the Woodwards now own, uh, which is also a weird l- little wrinkle added to it. And the prep school he plays at, uh, has a couple of kids that are from Somerset that are also they're they're twins originally from Somerset Jared and Chris Smith uh, who are ha- really talented defensive players. So Kentucky has an early in. He likes what he's hearing from uh, the Skang Gang right now, Coach Skangarello, and he's going to be working out for him this summer. He's going to come down to one of the camps in June on Kentucky's campus. So uh, between he he's one that the Cats might have gotten in early enough. 
in in been able to plant the seed in time before the other big dogs come. Now they are coming. He, everybody's going to be recruiting this kid. But if all goes well with Will Levis, uh, another Connecticut kid, this might be the the time that Kentucky can strike it rich uh, with a quarterback from the high school ranks. No, I see what you did there. I see what you did there, and I like it. What I don't like, Justin, is it's pretty convenient. Roush just keeps ducking this transfer that visited this week and not giving us any updates there. He's got to fabricate some good news on a quarterback to just hide the fact that he's got no scoop here. <laughs> hey, well, hats off to him. It was a hell of an effort. Got to give him that. no that all sounds great i I, first off great name could see that person being a great college quarterback yeah yeah dante reno is uh, a a gunslinger you know man that that guy he's uh it's a great quarterback name too love it yeah it is it's a it's a great name in a lot of a lot of areas and Honestly, going back, this is a weird place to take that, but going back to our college baseball recruiting ranking conversation, it almost reminds me of recruiting quarterbacks in college football. Like, it really doesn't matter until you get close to signing day. I shouldn't say it really doesn't matter, but at a couple weeks, the week, signing day, it doesn't matter until you get to the nitty-gritty and you know exactly all the big boys that want your quarterback. And if your quarterback still wants to play for your school, boom, you got them. Other situations, we've seen it a ton. We've seen it up close and personal, unfortunately. Our friends at L have seen it up close and personally, uh, up, co- up close and personal as well. Mm-hmm. Somebody can come in and swoop in at the last hour and just say, "Hey, you know what? We're we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and take this quarterback." And sometimes yep. you can't even blame the kid because it just looks like a better opportunity for him. Right. So it's I, I'm not I'm not gonna be one of those fans when UK gets like a five star commitment and they'll be like, "Well, I'll get excited about it when they sign." In this instance, you're not saying that folks need to get all over the moon excited yet, but you're saying early on UK is in a pretty good spot yep. and it's a name to watch. I will take it one step forward and say, let it continue to be a name to watch, but also, as you mentioned, watch what other offers pick up and let's see his interest to those offers uh, because you that's that you don't know until they sign on the dotted line. Yeah, and a lot of it, um, because he's getting recruited by schools that, you know, some of them they've already got really, you know, like your Ohio States of the world at, I, I, they've just kicked the tires on him, but they just got a commitment in 2024. But but the big schools of that ilk are just kind of monitoring to see his development and keeping him close. While Kentucky is kind of, I don't want to say going all in, but he's he he's their top young quarterback target. And it's the same with South Carolina. That's that, that's who they're competing against right now. So I hate to say it, but a lot of it, a lot of it's going to be dictated on who has a better year this year. Uh, Spencer Rattler or Will Levis. So um, just, oh, man, it's going to be fun to watch Spencer Rattler just crumble against SEC defenses. I can't wait. Can't wait. So, (laughs) but uh, that's a name to watch from there. But I I also did a little little tease on the – I just – Insane. Yeah, you're – 
good and bad news. You surge us up some good news. I'm a bad news yeah. kind of first guy. You, mm-hmm. you're good news. Hey, quarterback, really talented quarterback. Keep an eye on this guy. There's some connections there. Now the bad news. You're not happy with something in state. Do you not like that UK is not prioritizing in-state talent, or do you not like that in-state talent isn't prioritizing Kentucky? My guess would probably be the former, but I I, I want to hear it from you. Want to hear it from the Roush's it's, mouth? It's actually none of the above. Wow, hot take. Let's hear it. I think it's just bad. Oh. There was a, there was what? a time. Wait, wasn't it supposed to be like the best ever? <laughs> yeah, but it it it's I I don't I don't know what what's the case. Like if there was just if it was the kind of COVID, we we liked what we saw from afar, but now that we're getting more of a sense of where things are, they're just not as good as we thought. I I, I don't know what it is, and maybe this will change once kids are able to actually work out for them. But a lot of the kids who thought were going to be bona fide, surefire, power five guys, like there might only be six power five players in this class now as it as it currently stands of course that you know things can change over the summer but it it, the reason why i brought it up is because dakota patterson announced that he's transferring from corbin to boyle county uh going from the red hounds to the 4a powerhouse and at one point in time when he was a sophomore dakota patterson was you know top 20 player in america because he was just a man among boys uh, he's had some injury problems, but he hasn't been the kind of man among boys at Corbin. Maybe that changes uh, now that he's following his old coach Justin Haddocks to Boyle County, where you know they've got a reputation for developing guys. It's a very prolific program, but like that, or or it's just injuries. Same like the same next kid, Micah Carter. A lot of I, I know that a lot of folks are just kind of waiting to see what he looks like coming off that injury. But as of right now. The only person I know that Kentucky is all in on 100% is Christian Conyer, the the cornerback from South Warren. And that's going to be a recruiting battle between Kentucky and Tennessee. Uh, he's one of the top 20 cornerbacks in the country. That That's going to be a showdown. But outside of that, the pecking order, like you can just throw it all up against a wall and, and see what sticks right now. Because I, I, I don't know. I, I really don't know who – who even the D1 guys are uh, until we we see them kind of camp this summer. Yeah, and maybe this summer we'll we'll get some folks on the radar. I, I'm sure it almost certainly will. Uh, you'll get probably anywhere three to five, if not new names, names that you thought maybe could take that next step, and they will. But even the fact that you're kind of sounding the alarm this early on is something – which is weird to say, but something new, yeah. with something relatively new with Kentucky high school football talent where we feel like Kentucky has been, as a football program in the SEC, UK has been climbing up the ladder. But in terms of high school football talent just in the country, Kentucky has climbed up that ladder as well, where it used to just be one, two to three guys that could go D1 back in like 99, 2000, 2002 in that area to what we've seen UK have some great classes filled with, filled with really, really talented people. And there's been years where Kentucky's had great classes filled with talented Kentuckians and still missed out on a few in-state people. That's rare. And then also it is worth mentioning though, that there was that year Roush where Kentucky didn't get anybody from the state. That wasn't all that terribly long ago. 
Uh, so I guess if there is a dip, it could just be that, just a one-year dip, not an, not an overall sign of the market changing in terms of in-state talent. But still surprising to hear, especially with everybody, you know, two years ago saying circle this class or circle this class. It could be one of the best ones in, in Kentucky history. Yeah. And right now they've already got three kids committed. And I, I really like the Caden Mormon, the running back from Franklin County. He's a physical kid and can also move well in space, running routes and stuff like that. He, he's very active in the passing game, which I like. But just some of these, like, I, I still don't. Um, the Jamarian Harkless kid, the kid from Douglas that got offered by Georgia, the defensive lineman, I still don't get it. I just I don't I don't see it. Maybe I'm just a dummy and I'm not as well, smart as the people at Georgia. But you know, I just I, so, some of these guys that I thought were going to be guys haven't generated that buzz yet, and and that's that's why I think some of it might change on the camp sir. Like Sadiq Clements, the kid at Henderson County, may, maybe. Teams are just a little tepid because he's at Henderson County and they haven't been able to, to see him against comparable competition in one-on-one -on -one situations. Yeah, and to the the kid with the Georgia offer, I, I, I've i heard you're not the only person that has said, you know, kind of scratched their head at all that. The thing I would remind, though, is just you got to remember there are very few people that are just that size just True. in the world. Yeah, And, like, you know, some programs, again, you know, I – don't need to explain football recruiting to you, but it's sometimes it's just let me get let, let us get our hands on somebody that big and uh, we'll turn them in either something that's just completely unstoppable. And Georgia has had some freaks. It's just like, wait, how's somebody that big, that agile that can move that fast? That, that's not how that's supposed to work. Uh, so, you know, and if it doesn't work, then, oh, no, there goes a one scholarship that didn't work out for us. But right. uh, it, it'll it'll. I'll be interested to see how things go this summer. We need to kind of put a pin in this and then like come September before the right. high school season, see if it's changed at all. And then after the high school season, see if it's changed at all. But uh, we'll we'll keep tabs on it as it goes along. Text on into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Uh, anything you wanted to add to that or can I quickly switch gears? You can switch gears away, buddy. Quickly and briefly switch gears. Just with the UK not hiring an assistant, uh, there was already one text on the Thornton's text line. We'll get to it. I thought for sure by now we will would have already heard something. If not like an official, official hire, then certainly a name that had leaked. And the only thing that we've kind of heard is that maybe it'll be Bruiser Flint. I refuse to believe it. And I refuse to believe that this is any sort of red flag or anything overly concerning. Do I have the answers? I sure as heck don't. But... And I know a lot of people are going to say this is you doing Calipari butt slapper things, or this is you being a UK homer to not think that this is something that could be alarming. Maybe it is. And if they come out today and later on this afternoon, this would be a funny soundbite if it did happen. And they announced Bruiser Flint has been promoted to the third assistant or something like that. Then I'll have to eat some crow, unfortunately. And that won't be fun for me. But Roush, the reason that I'm not worried is because even if even if UK got told no by some of their top of the top targets and Calipari was struggling on his top three or top five or something like that, you're still going to be able to get a name that you can sell as sexy. And it's guaranteed. It's factual. Because UK can offer more money to their assistants than most schools can even offer their entire assistant pools put together. 
That's what UK can offer this one assistant job to replace Lucas. So even if Cal missed on some of his top targets and that stuff would or wouldn't get out, I don't know. I don't think it really has gotten out if it has, but there has been a few names mentioned and there hasn't been any progression with those names. So who knows exactly what's gone on in those situations, but it's just dollars and cents where you're going to have so much money. People are going to, somebody's not going to say no to you. Even if they hate Calipari, even if they think it'd be a horrible thing working for them, you're talking about like, Five times the salary for yeah. some people. That may be and, extreme for some, but even two in some regards. In the resume building aspect of it as well. Uh, kind of like why Jay Lucas probably made the move to Duke is the to to have Texas Duke and Kentucky on his resume. It's great, great looks to get a head coaching job by the time you're 40, you know. And I, I'm sure there are some guys out there that want that. I TJ, I'm glad you brought this up though. I could totally see this being a Friday news dump type deal. Can you can't you? Yeah, it's, it's you know, we talk about it all the time that UK is close to the vest, no leaks, nothing, blah, blah, blah. They've even seemingly gotten tighter somehow, which is bizarre. And maybe it's just a response to Mill, like, hey, even, you know, we can't, like, now we need to really, really be on our toes. Don't leak anything because one little thing could trickle out and end up being, a, I don't know, but it seems like it's gotten quieter. Cal Tucker has a plug within the program. It's just Cal. And when UK mm -hmm. needs like a good, fun, warm-hearted story, Kyle will do an yep. amazing job writing it and getting to the bottom of it. And in return, they'll throw him pieces. Watch out for this guy. Watch out for that guy. Kyle doesn't bat a thousand. He's gotten some stuff wrong. He really emphasized Baylor Shireman and that nothing obviously ended up coming of that. Um, so, but, but he's one person that gets some, Mark Maggard, somebody that like we know is connected with Orlando Antigua. We don't know if everything he's tweeting coming exactly from Orlando or if some's just coming from his personal opinions. But besides that, Roush, it's quiet. It's really, really quiet. UK basketball's always been tough to get any sort of information, and they've seemingly gone the other way with it. But yeah, maybe it's just maybe it is a Friday news dump. Maybe they have a big maybe they have a good name. Maybe it is somebody we could get excited about. But this idea that like they can't get anybody, that's just not true. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not buying that at all. But I, I will say, what, what was it? Um, when did they post that job opening? Was it last Monday, Tuesday, something like that? Or, yeah, I want to say it was Derby. I want to say, yeah, I want to say it was the beginning of Derby week. Yeah, so. I feel like it could be leaked out today and then confirmed by UK on Monday. That's just that that's your Roush gambling pick of the day. Rolling the dice, baby. Let's go. Sometimes Justin, when Roush says this stuff, it's it's with like an inkling of inside information. He just doesn't want to steal the the sunshine. I, Is this what we got going on here right now? Hmm, I totally it? thought you were going with a jinxy cat situation because that's where you seemingly always go in this situation. Roush, if you do have any like inklings of inside information, is it going to be a bruiser flint hire? Man, I would lose my mind if that was the case. Um, I'm not going to no, lose I, my mind, but like it really will just kind of confirm that it's make or break this season. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that, hiring bruiser flint really does just like say, all right, guys, you all can fire me. Like, I, you all can fire me if things don't go well in 2022. I, I agree. I mean, yeah, I totally agree with that. And not to say, like, if things don't go well in 2022, I'd be leading the drum. 
but it'd be pretty tough to defend. Yeah. If somebody said, Hey, have you kind of mailed it in and you could point out this or you could point out that? And then I just feel like it'd come down to our, like, all right, well, remember when you lost this really young, exciting recruiter, your one of your biggest rivals on the recruiting trail, and then you replaced him with somebody on the staff that literally did nothing for your recruiting prow- prowess or advancing the program's standards and recruiting. Yeah, that was when we kind of figured maybe you had you you you're going for broke this yeah. upcoming season. Yeah. I don't think it's going to happen, but we shall see. It's yeah. I, I'm surprised we haven't heard a name yet. Well, we've heard again two names: the Virginia Tech name and the Tennessee name. But literally, as quickly as we heard those, just thrown into the ether, they were gone. Yep, quickly. So oh, I, don't know. We'll be, I think we'll be surprised either way. Um, I would, man, if it ends up being freaking bruiser love bruiser but he's in a good spot keep him i was i was at a derby party the other day and saw young kids playing this game that i hadn't seen played probably in person in 10 to 15 years and on tv for a really long time as well and i had forgotten what the name of the game was i i since have learned it but justin what's the game they play in napoleon dynamite Oh man, I have not seen Napoleon Dynamite since it came out. Couldn't tell you that ball. You know the where the ball that you hit on the string. Oh, I know this. Yeah, tether I, ball. They've got one in Michael Innings. Tether ball. Uh, yeah. Yes, I, I, I was like, what's? I was like, gosh, what's that game called? They played in Napoleon Dynamite. They played it on recess. Yes, too, that, that's they a, in that show. That's what I was gonna say. That's like, that's the more memorable one is them playing it in recess as opposed to Napoleon Dynamite. I've hit a tether ball before but i don't think i've ever actually played or even know the rules of the game looks pretty dumb the uh, no i think it's kind of fun it's um the ball that they have uh at michael innings one is almost kind of like a basketball like an outdoor basketball where it's kind of hard uh and essentially your goal is to hit it back and forth and try to wrap the you're trying to wrap the ball around the pole uh, and if that thing really gets momentum, it's like the viral TikTok thing where people blindfold themselves and tie the water bottles to fans. If that thing hits you, it can hurt. <laughs> it can hurt if you if you're if it comes around that corner a little too fast and you're not expecting it. Is that really well, just the whole the rules of the game? Today? Yeah, is that it? You just wrap the ball around yeah, the pole. The whole point is, to, yeah, you're trying to wrap <sighs> the ball around the pole. They're trying to go the opposite direction. Oh, okay. Like, yeah, but, so like, it's competing so forces. The process of trying to like. I, I get it. Once you get momentum and you get going, you have an advantage because the ball is hard. The other person literally is just trying to like knock it the other way. It's very simple. Yeah, yeah. it's dumb. I just feel like couldn't you just almost guarantee like a draw? Couldn't you just be like, I'm not going to let you do this. Like it's not no. in my hand. It, it, it's it's it. Th- so yes, but it's very similar to if you're playing somebody in horse. And they start doing the layup thing and they're just waiting for you to lose focus or the free throw thing. They're just waiting for you to lose focus and kind of break. Eventually, somebody's going to hit one really hard or change it up and it's going to throw you off. And, you know, you're running around. Things get a little wonky. Um, uh, You might think that maybe we'll have a Mike Lennings tonight and and we'll play some tetherball. Well, I'd love it. I love Mike Lennings. Just give me enough advance so I can book my flight out there. My uh, (laughs) uh, old papa, Pop Pop, he was out there last night, said he had a great time. It's It's a Louisville. It's a Louisville staple. It's just at the end of Louisville. Right. Right. Almost. You know, as far as you can get. 
Yeah, it really is. But it is good. It is worth it. We really like it. Uh, we like our advertisers. We like them so much that we want you to hear from them now and not us. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Brown. That's where you found me When you put your arms around me I haven't been there for the longest time Whoa For the longest time Whoa For the longest time That voice you're hearing Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call. The painting was a gift, Todd. I'm taking it with me. It's all good, baby, baby. Uh, it was all a dream. I used to read Word Up magazine. Salt and pepper and heavy D up in the limousine. Hanging pictures on my wall. Every Saturday. It was a gift, Todd. You know the name of that painting? There's a name for it? Yeah, it was violent and sexual. You know what he called it? Violent and sexual? No, I mean he said it's called blank. It's violent and sexual. I, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I, that's one of those things that I probably would notice watching it now that I didn't notice the first hundred times I watched it and be like, "Oh my gosh, th- these guys—they're so funny." What? What was it? It's called celebration because <laughs> it's violent and sexual. There's a lot of uh, folks celebrating today because Kendrick Lamar's got a new album. They're, wow. They're, they're, a, lot of, a lot of folks tweeting about it this morning. I guess I'll give it a listen. I uh, Mad City came out when we were in our going out days in college. That was a big, big pregame song uh, for 21-year-old Nick going out to the bars for the first time. Yeah, that that song was played a lot in college. Speaking Just of that college, album in general, yeah, yeah, no kidding. And to tie it all together, to uh, we, in college we also had that printed out painting celebration in our house, which was <laughs> so like you know it was so funny in college to have that. <laughs> like 2011 and 2010 because the thing is is people you know the college posters it was very important and a lot of people had the the jim belushi one that one that's a great original joint you know it wasn't just the kramer painting like that that's one that very few would have so well done mr sports talker well done thank you and well done on letting me know about the uh the new album dropping today it seems like The rappers have been dropping their albums back-to-back weeks now. Yeah, love it. Love it. So give us something to listen to today. Um, did, you, did you see this? Did you hear this, TJ? Uh, no. Vince Marrow <laughs> just got in on the jamboree. Wah, wah, wah. And, and my favorite part of it all is he did. The one thing that like escaped Louisville fans in this entire thought process was if you have something good, then people don't want to leave. And, and it's it's the most logical part of this whole entire thing that Vince Merrill just clearly pointed out. Like people did people wanted to play with the Bulls and Jordan in the 90s. They didn't want to leave. If you have something good, people don't want to leave it. Maybe try that. <laughs> oh man. What a bunch at, of dorks. And at the end of the day, that's kind of what I I think I said either on the Rutherford show or on this show. I don't know. I've talked so much on radio this week. It all runs together as mush at this point. But that that's the truth of it. And the same kind of goes with Shade and Sharp to bring it back to UK angle. Like, yeah. if the kid doesn't want to be here, 
who are you, who are you whining at? Who are you right. really whining at? You know, like even six Satterfield, who are you really whining at? You're whining at Alabama because your kid w- would rather be at Alabama. Are you whining at the kid? Like that that's weird. It's just a it's a weird thing to do. Um, if somebody didn't want to be with you or be at the place that you're at, you should theoretically want what's best for them. What you shouldn't do is try to force them to stay because that's just that's not good. You don't want that. Right. Well, you don't want people being forced into situations they don't want to be at. Uh, Justin, uh, you are a superstar wide receiver with NFL aspirations. Would you rather catch passes for Malik McHale, Malik Cunningham at Louisville or reigning Heisman Trophy winner Bryce Young at Alabama? No question, Bryce Young. No question. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a no-brainer. It's an absolute no-brainer. Hey, but Devontae Parker went to U of L. Scooch, mind your own, mind your beeswax. Not with Mikhail or Malik. Well, yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> he 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 had Teddy Bridgewater, uh, who was a good quarterback. As good as Mikhail yeah. or Malik, though. Hey, but Mikhail. No, it's a good point. It depends which one you're talking about, I suppose. <laughs> uh, also. <laughs> The you the they got they the Rutherford show got triggered again by our tweets, Roush. Two days yes. that's a two day that's a two day while wow. two day win streak. Well, ooh, I, I tr- I'm trying to get at him today too because Mike was tweeting about a discount for Car Chronicle fans to the Racing Louisville game. Well, I've got one for KSR fans, so take that Rutherford. Let's go three for three. Hit the traffic, baby! Woohoo! Wow, look at that. They. That get rich or die, Ryland. I've always said, and it seems like we're loaded, Roush. I think we hit the lottery with these with these can't win the big one, Dan McDonald tweets, and to the point where like they're arguing that winning in baseball is harder than basketball. It's it's a dumb argument. It's totally subjective just to begin with, but it's it but it really shouldn't be. I mean, it's you you can make a case that it's just factually wrong. Um, they're they got into it again about that yesterday. I'm sorry, a tournament where you can lose four games and I don't think you ever have to win more than two in a row is not harder than a tournament with more teams that you have to win six in a row and you can't afford to lose once. And their whole argument was, well, exactly what I said they'd say. Well, because they don't listen to this. Well, you, baseball, you may not have your best player one day. Yeah, that goes for freaking everybody. It's the rules of the game. It's the sport. It goes for every single person. Every team has to deal with pitching issues. Basketball, maybe one team gets completely hosed by a moody official that doesn't have a great outside job in roofing sales. Then, boom, it's all over. Guess what? You don't get. You can't lose again. You don't get another redo, and then another redo, and then another redo, and then another redo. It's over. It's just over. Boom. Mm-hmm. See you later. It's. It, I mean, it's just an outlandish take. Man, what a bunch oh. of things. And so, like, I, you know, I love Trevor, and him and I were texting back and forth about the NFL schedule, and we were just having nice it, text sessions with set with Trevor. Always a good time. But we eventually got into the baseball argument, and I almost wanted to screenshot it. He just he he doesn't. He just wins. He's being Hurricane Trevor. He's just he's 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 on a hill. No, he's dying like, on it, no matter how dumb it his argument may sound. 
but in Trevor fashion, he'll actually make the he'll he'll win the argument for you. He'll lose it for himself. So <laughs> the first thing he says is, "You should agree that baseball's harder. UK's never been close to winning." And I said, "Well, you should definitely agree because UK baseball has as many titles as U of L baseball does." <laughs> and he went, "Well, yeah, because that's because baseball's harder." And then we kind of went back and forth and blah blah blah. And he said. Eventually, after kind of going back and forth on silly points, he says, I'm not saying either. He, this is Trevor. I'm not saying that either are easy, but it's easier to upset someone in a one game situation than it is to beat a team multiple times. Oh my gosh. What? I just went, Trevor, you made my point for oh, me. Thank Trevor. you. We're done. Thank you. That's it. You're right. Oh Trevor. man. It is easier to upset someone. Thus, it's easier to be upset in one game. <laughs> there you go. See you later. And I said, thank you, buddy. You made my point for me. And he said, well, darn it. He says, I've got to do your work all the time, don't I? <laughs> He's a big Billy oh, Goose. Trevor Kelsey. Let's he get really back to the really text line. Let's do it. 502-414-1450. He's like getting the show. Gosh, Trevor. <laughs> He's a dingus. <laughs> Oh, where are we right? A texter says, Rye, or uh, no, that's not the right text. Okay, never mind. A texter says, Mark Maggard, election denier? Many people are wondering. Uh, he was getting into it with somebody about the 2000 Mules documentary, which I have not seen. I've seen people say that it's mumbo jumbo fake, and then I've seen people see that, oh, look at it. I don't know. I'd be worried. If, if it gets decent reviews, I'll be worth checking it out. I'm good. I'm good. Texter says no triple crown winner. Rich Shrike out of the Preakness. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, here we go. We have a texter um, that uh, is a big coward and a weenie and a loser. Nick, when will the triple crown come to their senses and spread out the time when three races are run? Today's trainers and owners don't like the idea of running three races in five weeks. This isn't the 40s and 50s. Run the Derby in May, the Preakness and Memorial Day weekend, and the Belmont first weekend in July. It's sad when the Derby winner skips the Preakness because of the short two weeks between the two races. Texter, this only happens when horses know they can't win the Preakness because they're not that good of horses, okay? Grow a pair and win it the old-fashioned way. What? Give me a freaking break, you coward. Texter, you know how much I love when Roush gets dunked on, but I'm totally agreeing with him on this point. It's... If a horse is too big or it's too quick, too big of a turnaround, then you're not triple crown worthy, buddy. Sorry. Good luck at the glue factory. <laughs> Another texter, 502-414-1450, says, Kirby, hey, it's Kirby. Listen to Rutherford on the way home as he was giving his sales pitch on Amoni Bates to Louisville. If you all didn't know, per UofL fans, Kenny Payne is responsible for taking all kids like Bates at UK, developing them and getting them to buy in into the NBA. No mention of Cal and all Kenny Payne. He's proven the path to the NBA. I just can't do it, guys. I can't. They go from one level of ridiculous to another and it never ends. Well, it just means they're back, baby, and that's good. We want them back. We want the sense of delusion to, to return to this city. Some would say it never really left. No. Oh. I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, Kenny Payne won those games. Oh, that'd be a great name for a horse. Kenny Payne won those games. Um, <laughs> uh, but I I do think it is uh, troublesome if you are L that Bates is 
stringing this thing along because a lot of uh, you, you're just opening the door for other teams to 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 get that guy, and he was yours for the taking there for about a week or two, and now now he's stretching it out to June, and uh, one might believe that he ends up taking his talents out. Apparently, Shaheen Holloway uh, might end up being the thorn in Kenny Payne's side. So uh, that guy just uh, a plague on the Commonwealth right now. Well, I feel like I've caught back and forth 13 different times about like one thing that you can guarantee is that Kenny Payne's going to be able to recruit. And then now it's, I mean, he hasn't got who is going to dribble the basketball for U of L next year. Yeah. He hasn't got anybody. He got, he got, he brought Brandon Hunley Hatfield from Tennessee. That was a nice get. That was a nice get, but it wasn't even like a special get. I think, you know, the other teams that wanted him, it was kind of an easy sell for U of L as long as he was cool as maybe not having a postseason. And it seemed like he was. He may be around for an additional in a year as well. Who knows? But it wasn't like you beat. If you would have gotten the Tyrese Hunter who Kansas wanted, Gonzaga wanted, you know, Texas is doing a big nil push for. I think Tennessee is doing a big nil push for. If you got, if you stole him, then that would be a huge power statement to the rest of the college battle. He hasn't had that yet. He hasn't had like, hey, I, I, you all knew I was going to be able to recruit and now I'm, putting pen to paper here he hasn't done that yet and i would be a little concerned if i were a uval fan because you're not really even hearing them with other names i know and, and you're like bates is if bates is your big fish i think good you wanted bates to be like a hey if he gets his stuff together and reaches his potential great but if he kind of messes around we'll be fine anyways and he can just hit the road jack right right so it uh all eggs in the bates basket and the thing is, too, is typically the new coach, you have the honeymoon period, the grace period, give him some time to kind of get his guys together. But, like, that wasn't the case with Cal, who apparently didn't win those games with Kenny Payne and who didn't have a transfer portal to work with to kind of pick and choose, you know, some of the best of the best from other schools around the country. So it, uh, I, if they don't get anybody else – who he i mean they're gonna have ah. to get other people but are you gonna get you know people that Good people actually, or is it yeah, gonna be yeah. like the watt kid from last year or whatever you know or not Watt, but the the, the Jared yeah that kid that kid stunk yeah you got to get better than that but we will we'll see a texter uh the good text, Kirby. This is from Robert. I consider myself a good person. I have a college degree. I like if that's the if that's the parameter for a good person. I'm in semi good shape, a stable job. I've never broken my elbow by wrecking a scooter drunk, yet none of my same-sex friends have asked me to be a sperm donor. What am I doing wrong? I need answers. That's Ooh, a beautiful text, Robert. Robert, Robert. This is somewhat embarrassing for you, pal. I know exactly what you're doing wrong. It says in the text, none of my same-sex friends have asked me to be a sperm donor. You're supposed to be looking for opposite-sex friends. <laughs> Not same-sex friends. <laughs> So switch that approach and you might have some success. Pregnancy. <laughs> oh, by the oh, way, that's good. Trevor has just flat out admitted how jealous he is of you, Scoots, and now they're just basically doing like gigolo ads on the Mike Rutherford show. <laughs> just soliciting for Trevor. <laughs> yeah, I don't know the legality of it all. Oh, by the <laughs> way, solicitor came to the door yesterday, like during a just me being there with the baby and the dog and. Probably not my nicest moment to poor solicitor. <laughs> oh, yikes. 
Yikes. Would there be a worse job? Mm. I'm sure no. there is, but sheesh. Like people who are, they try to be altruistic and volunteer for campaigns. I get it. You've got a good heart. I don't want to hear from you. Like I'm not, you're not going to change my mind because you're canvassing. I might, I might be nice enough to talk to you, give you pleasantries, but like, I'm not, I don't care what you have to say. That's my issues. I'm just too nice to like, be like, listen, buddy, don't even waste a breath. I'm shutting this door right now. Like yesterday, the dog's freaking out, and I and I, it was true the baby was sleeping, was not sleeping much longer after this encounter. But I was like, "Sorry, baby, sleeping. I gotta go." And he was like, "Oh, we're giving away free blah blah blah. Just one second. Oh I, I really, I really can't." And he was like, "Oh, well, would you be interested maybe at another time?" And I was like, "Maybe, but I, I gotta." And he like eventually was able to kind of get his spiel going, which I was kind of like impressed that he was still found some wiggle room to get it moving. But then I was just like, "All right, I'm I'm now closing the door. Goodbye." Bye-bye. And he was like, oh, okay. And that, I I can't think of a worse thing than having sleeping baby interrupted by first listener. Yeah. I had a really I, bad I, one in like 16 who they were like selling the securities, cameras, and stuff like that. It was basically like reading the crimes that had happened in our neighborhood, like violent sexual crimes and being like, so you say that you're on the road a lot for work and your fiance or your girlfriend is here by herself. I was like, get the hell out of here. It was 4th of July too. I was like, get the hell out of here. Like, Oh, I had, I had one of those come to my house and was trying, they wanted to look inside to scope out the room. I'm like, no, you're not. I'm, this is, this is, if I was going to burglarize somebody, I would sell them on some fake security system and then figure out all the entry points of the house. Like, I'm not letting you into my house. This is, this is a great way to get robbed. Like, no, no, we, we have a security system. It's fine. Get buzz off, dude. I was yeah. nice enough because you, I know you work on sales commission. I at least hear your say, but no, he kept trying to stay around. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not that I didn't fall off the turnip truck yesterday, pal. The reason why I would be a bad, I'd be bad at like soliciting is I would just be like, listen, are you at all remotely interested in this? Like, do you even want to hear what I've got to say? And if they're just like, no, I'd be like, okay, that's all. I'm not going to bother you anymore. Good. And then yeah. people would love me, but you also wouldn't get many sales. Yeah, that yeah. probably not. Yeah. Probably. Oh, well. A texter uh, says, fellers, I'm pretty ignorant when it comes to horse racing, but if they were to retire Rich Strike and breed him without running another race. Would his swimmers be higher just because he's the Kentucky Derby winner? Or even if the winner is a mare, where or does the same logic apply? Thanks, y'all. Have a great weekend Ooh. slash Friday. Levi. Uh, great question, Levi. So mares, that's not the case because obviously they can only, you know, they've got a horse in them for nine months, whereas a stallion can, you know, they, they can be doing it year round. Uh, so the, that's why you'll see Phillies run longer. Uh, you know, one of my favorites, uh, Monomoy girl, she got up until she was six uh, when she was still cashing tickets for Brad Cox. She dares the devil, probably has another year in her, but she she seems to be on the back end of her uh, winning career. Uh, so, I, but with to your point, the, the thing with Stallions is you, like uh, I mentioned Tis the Law earlier. They, they retired him to stud after he came in six in the Breeders' Cup. He probably could have won. Uh, more stakes races, but the value, like the the cost benefit analysis of the stud fee versus the risk you take while racing them and potential injury. That's why a lot of them go re retire to stud. Um, I think in this case though, they might wait it out a little bit longer because the owner is 
somebody who typically just races claimers. They're not in the the kind of breeding and money making. Like, I I got I get the sense that these people are in it for the fun of it, for the racing fun of it. So that's why I don't. I'm, I'm I'm at least a little optimistic that we will see Rich Strike race one more time. All right. Another texter says, Roush, if the SEC had to add any two teams, but just two, who are you taking? Who? Um, this one is probably – this one's kind of tough. Because do you, do you, I guess you just go super duper conference and you just say uh, Ohio State and Clemson, maybe. Is that I, I don't know. I'm the, the Texas Oklahoma one makes sense, but I don't I don't know what the next ver- logical step is. They didn't ask me, but I'm going Ohio State Notre Dame. Oh Notre Dame, that'd be if fun. If you're going for just like college football countrywide domination, those two really basically isolate the west coast and the east coast and the east coast ain't looking too hot and the west coast they don't really care about college sports as is so you could get at that point every well you could make that case with anybody if you added two more to the sec at that point you already have the super league and anybody would want to join in on that or they'd be left in the dust but especially if you added ohio state and notre dame if like three years later you just even invited Clemson, they ain't saying no. If you invited Florida State, yeah. they ain't saying no. If you invited USC, they ain't saying no. So I think that's who I'd go with. But fun, fun hypothetical. Yeah. Ten years ago, I would have said Florida State too. Florida State makes sense regionally. They had the pedigree. They had Jimbo there. Um, that was that was when Jameis was slinging it around. Which hard to believe that's been ten years. Since they yeah, won if that, they're still, if they're still doing like the goofy market argument, you get Notre Dame, you get the Chicago market, you get Ohio State, you get all all of the Ohio market, mm-hmm. um, you know, even the Midwest to a certain degree. So it would be funny though if at some point Ohio State left Michigan. I could see Michigan getting real riled about all that. Oh, oh, which, by the way, uh, kind of had that happened with Texas A and M in Texas, and. There was a report from a 24-7 site that AM doesn't want to be in the pod with Texas. And of course, they're already talking trash. Those two, they hate each other so much. I can't wait to to bring that back. It's gonna be fun. Texas AM, so embarrassing. One, you try to stop Texas from joining. I get privately why you would want to do that, but once it was out that they were joining, you needed to play nice and be like, okay, yeah, we want them in. They didn't do that. No, and like no. every little brothers all along the way always find ways to be little brothers don't they and that's coming from a quite physical and literal little brother but well actually physical not so much but uh, i'm bigger than jonathan but it it does like everything a little brother could do they seem to do it i would just do the opposite if i was a and m you're a better program right now than texas you've had more on the field success you're recruiting better than they are you're having better success in nil you're already established in the sec you should want them in their pot in your pod so you can just keep establishing that domination over them uh, it's ridiculous they'd be against that, but that's a dorky move on their part. Yeah, very dorky. Yeah. A texter says, good call on the assistant coach being hired this week. Yeah, we talked about it. I owned up to it. I, I thought for sure it would be. But Roush says he's hinting at a Friday news dump. Yeah, I'm gambling man over here. Got it. Got to get my fix in. Uh, Keep an eye on that. on the Friday news dump. Texter says, it's going to be super hot this week. You're go- you know what's a good idea? Going down south to Florida where it's even hotter. Oh, man. Yeah. So much for Michigan vacationing now on TJ. 
my family just they think that florida may as well be hawaii it's the greatest place in the history of the the earth Hey, it's a vacation though, baby, with the family. I'm I'm happy. It'll be a good time. John here, great TGI morning to all. Man, the heat is on outside and on the court. Miami advances, and now the Mavericks tied up the series against the Suns. I have, I think it's just the, the Phoenix Suns. Is it the Suns? Phoenix Suns. Suns, Suns. with Phoenix an Suns. S. Pahonics. And then it's Miami Heat. Correct. Heat, mm. Jazz, and what's the other one? Magic. Magic. There you go. Don't have S's on the end. Way to go, John. I have no idea how this is going to shape up there. Has been some pretty good basketball for the NBA playoffs lately. So who do you guys have tonight? I've got the Warriors and Bucks winning. Also, side note, could you keep my family in your thoughts and prayers? My dad's not doing great. We'll got to go talk to you later. We absolutely will, John. And rooting for, for you, your family, and your dad, and we'll keep them in our thoughts and prayers uh, for the weekend. Uh, I've got, I think the Celtics pull off the upset and I think the Warriors take care of business. Same, 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 which worries me about the Celtics now. Yeah, I know. Weird. That, that, that series always felt like it was going to go seven. All right. You want to take this next one, Roush? Yeah. The texter says I might have some scoop on Conyer. I was at the Tennessee game last fall with my friend and he's a big Vols fan. We parked at the hospital parking garage and he was waiting at the bottom because I forgot my wallet in the car, came back. And he said a recruit's dad came up and said his son was an athlete, but will play DB on a visit to UK, but will be committing to Tennessee. Didn't put much thought into it, but I'm on his 24-7 page and things kind of lined up. Obviously, things can might have changed since November, and, and it might not even be Conyer because he didn't say a name. I hope he's wrong, though. Wow, that could be some huge scoop, Texture. Huge scoop. Um, just got to keep that stupid nil collective away. I, I will say for the most... Like, in these recruiting battles between Kentucky and Tennessee, where they've gone head to head, is Tyler Barron? I think Tyler Barron's the only loss Kentucky's had in this, and his dad worked for the ball. So Kentucky does have a pretty good track record against Tennessee, uh, and there's still ways to go on Conyers' recruitment. Yeah, they got to go ahead and uh, you, you can't lose, can't lose him to the balls. Go ahead and lock him up. Another yeah, exercise, yeah. boy. Sure. Happy Friday. Random thought, get you someone to love you as much as Derek Anderson loves Derek Anderson. Yeah. What happened? I, I, I don't know. Um, he's probably just tweeting all about himself. I, he's one of those guys, though, that uh, I, I've, I've looked up to as a kid because he'd you know, he had the Derek Anderson basketball camp at Dawes, and he was a Kentucky Wildcat. Just the more I learn about Derek Anderson, the, the less I want to know about Derek Anderson, you know? Don't meet your hero situation. Kind of, yeah, yeah. Not, not the biggest fan. I haven't heard anything. There, I've heard. Uh, I have. I've. Roush and I could fill podcasts with former player stories and rumors and this, that, and the other. Uh, I know you don't really care. I don't really care to kind of dive into it, but you can't help but but hear some of those things. I haven't for him, but there's some other like '90s and '80s basketball players that I've heard some. Ugh. Yeah. I think Rutherford got some some stories as well uh, that are not the most flattering in the world. Texture, text us back and let us know. We won't read it on air. Um, just kidding. You don't have to. Mike <laughs> says because Fresno State won a title, baseball is harder to win. <laughs> Would that make it easier? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, did they hear the words coming out of their mouth? I mean, yeah, on the on and, and like literally, yeah, we talked about it. Coastal Carolina. Well, and on the other side of that, you had what? Didn't Jacksonville win a college basketball championship? 
So I mean that that argument's yeah, no good. Nineteen fifty nine. But that, I mean either and way. Also, who was on that team too? Or that's Gilmore. true. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, like what, Justin? That, that is a horrific argument you were trying to. No, make. I'm Ooh, not. The San Francisco no, 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 Dons no, no. would a title. No, 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 no. I'm just. I was just purely pointing out the fact that small teams win both of them. So that that whole argument's dumb. Just because Fresno State won one. No, let's all, just, let's all, just, let's all just calm down. <laughs> no, you're you're wrong. Bad addition to the argument because the small schools have not won an NCAA tournament. Like the last small school to win an NCAA basketball title was Villanova in '85, right? Give or take, was NC State? No, they were '83. Like well, that, did you consider Villanova these last two small school? No, these two more recent. No, no. no. I, I would no, I wouldn't consider no because they they've they've become a basketball kind of blue blood program, if you will. I'm like the schools out of nowhere. Your Coastal Carolinas winning a college World Series in 2018 or whatever it was. Hmm. That's more of the line I'm going down. Yeah, normally you can just kind of go like games for the most part. You can't go okay. like whole tournament runs for a basketball team. We oh, right, 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 right. I mean, maybe UNLV in 1990. Yeah, yeah, that's probably – but like Tarkanian did have that like, – it wasn't just a one-off two years. They were pretty good for about a decade. Yeah, you know? I mean, it's just a dumb art. If anybody that thinks baseball is harder to win than the NCAA tournament just doesn't know sports, unfortunately. Um, that's just the facts, and that's what we just have to go with. By the it's way – crazy. You, you be weird – be really dumb to give whoever those people are a radio show. Yeah, no kidding. No, man. <laughs> oh, by the way, Louisville City, they did the draw for the U.S. Open Cup. They will host Nashville. That game, I think, is in like two weeks, and that's going to be a hot ticket. And we may give some away here on Big Exports Radio. Ooh. But that will be really fun. Sweet 16, U.S. Open Cup, winner advances to the quarterfinals. That's huge. Uh, that's a lot of money potentially for Louisville City, which is always good for them. And you get a chance to beat MLS Nashville. That'd be a good time. Justin, what are we talking about Sucking texting during? Say it again. Oh. I mean, I put... I've, Podcast listener. Chance. Move on. Uh, Podcast listener. Chance, we can win the concert tickets? Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll have a day. Wednesday or Thursday of next week. We'll get you... We'll get you. Is what we're doing there. We're giving concert tickets away for Louder Than Life and Bourbon and Beyond next week. Every day, the winner each day gets to pick who they want to see. They get tickets to. It's going to be really fun. I won't be here for it, but uh, you may get a call from somebody that sounds like me. But don't worry, it's not me. Hey, fellas, Brad from Bellbrook here. I'm too hungover to give you a fun hypothetical today, so I'm just here to say have a great weekend, boys, and safe travels, TJ. Thanks, Brad from Bellbrook. Time went on on Thursday. Nice. We didn't Love get to it. the end of schedule talk tc from lexington here boys suck it trevor that's all oh that's good that's a good way to end the text line um somebody else says buzz off dude hey enjoy vacation tj i'll be i'll be living surreptitiously through you thanks no, i'll post right. pictures or do something hopefully we get some news everybody have a good weekend you all have a good week next week i'll be tuning in when i can this is kentucky roll call on big exports radio 96.1 okay. have a good weekend be safe it's vacation time.